2: Ready?
4: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer. Phone number to be a part of the show on a pretty Saturday afternoon is 210-308-8867. We're live at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevard Road. There's some folks asking Calvin a question now. So it's just a reminder you're always welcome to come on by and ask the gardening questions that you need to have asked in person. And we're going to get to a quick interview real quick. Guys, who do you want to send over? Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> the uh, folks from the Last Chance Forever Birds of Prey demonstration did a kids' gardening class. Grab that microphone, introduce yourself, and tell us how the class went.
5: It went very well. My name is Ian Joplin. I am, uh, was the speaker at the demonstration today. Very I've been good. with the project for almost 20 years. and so Wow.
4: <laughs> That's cool. And uh, I hear about 100 people.
5: Yep. Very good turnout. Growth from last year. It gets, we've been doing this for years now, and it's getting more and more people uh, coming to see us. And it's been wonderful.
4: I wonder if we get the same people each year, too.
5: I there's b- some returns, there's, but there's also a yeah. lot of people who are the first time seeing us. So, That's,
4: so okay. So tell folks kind of what you are, if they don't know already.
5: We're a 501c3 nonprofit. We're based here in San Antonio. And what we do is we take in injured and orphaned birds of prey. Okay. Hawks, owls, eagles, falcons, and vultures that people find here in the city hurt. They've been hit by cars. They've been hit, uh, electrocuted by power lines. They've flown into windows. They bring them to us, and free of charge, we're able to give them veterinary care. We get them healthy. We keep them wild because our ultimate goal is to return them to the wild. Well,
4: and it's not exactly free of charge. You, it costs y'all money, and yes. you're able to...
5: Yes, we do entir- it
4: through donations from people. Yes,
5: we're entirely funded by the public. We are yeah. not uh, supported by the state nor the federal government. They work us and help us where they can, but they're just not mandated to fund us. So private citizens, as well as doing educational programs like we did here today, help fund the project. But it doesn't cost anything for somebody to bring the bird to us to receive care. Okay,
4: okay. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Uh, we'll get Kelvin back on the mic now that he's finished answering his question. Um, and so... Uh, well uh talk about a little bit about the uh, the presentation today and then we'll talk about the organization a little more. Mm-hmm. So uh what was the most popular bird that you brought, do you think?
5: The, the, the screech owl, which is not a very oh. big owl, is always very popular. Uh, people think they're a baby because they're so small, but it's a <laughs> fully grown bird, and it's always I always have to give the audience a little extra time to ooh and all over it because it's always such a hit. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm also very proud that I heard a lot of people responded really well to the black vulture. We really, really stress the importance of vultures and try to teach people to understand what they do in our world and why we want to have them around and not to think of them as gross animals, uh-huh. but to think of them as, as uh, you know, I heard a kid in the front row go, oh, he's so cute and I really like to hear that. Wow. Because I really, really <laughs> like to change people's opinions of those birds because they do so much for us. Well, well
6: Jerry, Jerry likes, likes vultures but, but he also likes cockroaches and... Yeah. Uh, yeah.
5: So we'll take this
4: opportunity mm-hmm. as a teaching moment. Why mm-hmm. are vultures important?
5: They do a lot of good work of cleaning the earth for us. They can eat that rotten deer that's been out in the sun for a week and their stomachs are so powerful that they can break down that toxic decaying material and remove it from the earth their stomachs are so powerful they can eat a cow that was killed by anthrax and that is a poison that would kill you and i wow not only can they survive eating that poison their stomachs are so powerful they're able to break it down and destroy it and remove it from the earth they're learning a lot right now about the worth of a vulture in south asia due to people inappropriately using a veterinary medicine they've lost 90 percent of their vultures And without those birds now to clean up those dead animals, they're now having to pay people to collect those dead bodies and run what's essentially a factory to break it down in a sanitary manner. And now that they're having to pay for these services, India actually did the math and found that each individual vulture was worth about $10,000 every single (laughs) year in the service of keeping our earth clean. So when you're driving down on the highway and you see 10 vultures on a deer on the side of the road, think of that as $100,000 off the tax bill. That is the work (laughs) these birds do for you and I.
4: There you go. It's a great way to look at it. Talking to the folks at the Last Chance Forever um, Birds of Prey uh, organization here. They were here as part of the demonstration for the children's uh, gardening (coughs) class. About 100 people. Uh, I imagine the young and the young at heart were there as well. Uh, A couple more questions in a second, but how do people find out about you and how do they support you?
5: Uh, They can look us up on the internet uh, at lastchanceforever.org. They can also find us on Facebook at Last Chance Forever, the Bird of Prey Conservancy. Uh, They can find out about when we're doing educational programs, public ones like this, as well as just ways that they can donate to us. We have a shop on our website that they can buy something, a T-shirt, or something that says that they helped put an eagle back into the wild.
4: Very cool. All right. uh, LastChanceForever.org, right? Yes, sir. All right. So how many... I was going to... Talk about, like, do you, do you have, imagined imagine, birds now that you're rehabbing?
5: Uh, yeah, we have the spring rush. Oh, uh, I don't birds. have the exact count. but We probably are getting close to 70 or 80 juvenile birds that have come in in the last three oh, months. Oh, wow. And that's about a third of all the birds we're going to get in in the year in about a two-month period. <laughs> we get about two to 300 birds in a year. And we've had a very, very busy spring this year, especially with all these storms we've been having. Oh, yeah. They've been getting blown out of the nest before they're ready to fly. And unfortunately, a lot of those birds uh, you could put back up into the tree. We Oftentimes, if they'll call us first, we'll work them through it, how to put the bird into a little box or basket, put them up in the tree, and usually the parents will still take care of them. You don't have to worry about your scent on the baby bird. That's an urban legend. Birds have no sense of smell. Aww. And so if you just get them into a box and put them back under the tree, most of the time, the parents will continue taking care of them.
4: Uh, so you brought up and uh, the, the, the smell. Jerry and Calvin were, were talking about it this last week, and we were trying to figure out. So a deer dies, tip by a car. It's dead. How do the vultures know to kind of come over there, hey, there's a dead vulture, a 910 in 1604, we better get over there? Well, there's
5: two kinds of vultures in the area, the black vulture and the turkey vulture. Uh-huh. The turkey vulture has a very, very exceptional sense of smell. It can okay. be 1,000 feet up in the air and smell that decaying, rotting smell. The black vulture doesn't have as good of a sense. They pretty much find their food by sight, but what they will is they'll learn to follow the turkey vulture because oh, they know the turkey vulture smart. can find food that they can't see.
6: Uh, how is the uh, uh, the uh, movement of caracaras into the, the, uh, San Antonio changing uh, that dynamic? The
5: caracaras are moving into Louisiana at this point. Uh, Ten years ago, they were starting to get spotted as far north as Dallas, but now people are starting to see them all the way to Louisiana. They used to be a bird that went from here all the way around the Gulf to uh, Florida. But unfortunately, due to the use of chemicals and uh, DDT in the 60s, their populations were seeded to there only in South Texas and in the southern tip of Florida in the United States but in the last 30 years they've been doing really really great their territories have been expanding and they keep moving farther and farther I suspect in my lifetime there'll be a continuous population of them from Texas to Florida
6: so I mean they they change how the black vultures and the turkey vultures
5: operate not really they operate in a little bit different field the Karakira is a a predator as well as a carrion eater, so they can capture their own live prey, but they also don't have the incredibly powerful stomach that a vulture does. They can't eat the really, really old, rotten stuff like a vulture can. They'll eat the, some more fresh stuff, or they might just be there eating the insects that are decomposing that dead body as well. But they can't. They are not as good of a a, a scavenger as the vulture is.
6: Well, that's kind of a, I think the it seems like the events I've been at where there's been ranchers and farmers, uh, I think they blame caracaras that they share the blame, uh, you, you know, or get an unfair amount of blame for uh,
5: They can't can be a problem because uh, they are very intelligent birds they're tool users, but they will sometimes learn that they can take advantage of birthing lambs and goats and mm. take advantage when they're down like that so there is a there is long history of there being sort of conflict between ranchers and uh-huh. caracaras there's actually a picture of a caracara from comfort area of it having hundreds of goat dead goats draped around a tree and people believe that it was an honest thing that they did they're not big enough they can't actually pick those animals up and fly and drop them off in a tree like that but i'm sure there is some bit of truth to that in that there is ranchers in that area who are having them go after the the kids and whatnot taking advantage of them when they're really really vulnerable in the birthing stage
4: um, I was going to ask you real quick too. Uh, two more questions. So one is, so the, primarily you've, you've got young birds in there now. Um, what will, what does the rehab um, process look like?
5: Uh, it's actually pretty complex. We have to work very hard to keep those birds wild. Okay. One of the problem is, if people find a baby bird and try to raise it themselves. They'll do what's known as imprinting it. They'll make them think they're a human. And we can't release them in that case. They don't know how to be a wild bird. Okay. So there's a lot of covering ourselves up. We have masks and we have uh, painted little boards that we can feed them through that look like their adult species. Huh. They look at that and know what to be when they grow up. We also have an extensive collection of birds that could not be returned to the wild but aren't comfortable being in front of the public as educational birds. Okay. That we keep as surrogates. That will help raise the youngsters for us. Oh, wow. So we raise them to a certain part in our hospital, feeding them and covering ourselves up and making the natural calls to them. And once they're old enough to be moving around and feeding themselves, they go out into a chamber with an adult owl that'll help raise them for us uh, and then show them how to hunt. And then at the final stage of that is we actually give them live kills, live rats. It's something the parents would do for them in the wild. They'd bring injured animals into the nest so that they learned how to be able to kill before they actually went out and started hunting on their own. And so we do that for them. They make sure that they can do three live kills of rats before we release them to the wild. Because we think it would be much, much more cruel to spend all the time and money and effort that we do keeping those birds wild for them to just starve to death when we release them if they didn't have all the tools they needed to survive.
4: Very interesting. So... Who's who's making these calls to the? Uh,
5: I I can make some of them. Like uh, there's the great horned owl that goes, or the screech owl that goes.
6: I wish you wouldn't do this, Milton. Milton will be doing this. So let's
4: see. How did the screech owl start? (laughs) (laughs) He's got a tongue go. Uh, I, yeah, I can't. Sadly, I can't do that.
5: The second part is real deep in my throat.
4: Yeah.
5: Well, what's the
6: other?
4: Is the bardol the other? The bardol
5: sounds kind of similar to the horn doll. It's, it goes...
4: Man, he's good.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Cool.
6: Well, I think it's interesting. You know, we got the caracaras Kera moving into neighborhoods in San Antonio. But also there's uh, ravens coming in. And they're, and they make that growling sound, and so, like in a neighborhood like mine, where a lot of people walking, their dogs and everything, and they hear that,
7: and they're back <laughs> just kind of,
6: what in the world is that up there? So what is the deal on the ravens? They just. Kind of in motion now. There's a border edge, and they
5: yeah. The, the territories are shifting. Some of them uh, in the time I've been working there, I've seen a lot of shifts. The Cooper's hawks we used to not have around here. The Cooper's hawks have become much, much more common oh, yeah. due to people putting up bird feeders and attracting white-winged wow. doves. They make a very, 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 very fat and very, very slow and real mm-hmm. easy food for them. Uh, and I've seen stuff like the Mississippi kite that used to be kind of common around here move away and, and are mostly just now in the East Texas areas.
6: So uh, cool, Uh, real dynamic. Mm -hmm. So 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 that's part of your goal: your uh, education and then the rehab of the birds.
5: Yep, education rehabilitation.
4: Well, very cool. How can our listeners support you? You mentioned donations.
5: Again, yeah, they can look us up on the, on the Internet at lastchanceforever.org. There's a section of our website where they can just make a direct donation or a monthly donation to help support our work, as well as a ability to buy merchandise, T-shirts, stuff like that, branded in our logo or with mottos we have like Common Sense Conservation or Raptor's Rule, everything else is just lunch. And that You can oh. use the show that you helped support Birds of Prey.
4: And um, so they'll also tell where you're going to be in case they miss today, Mm -hmm. I imagine. And then um, do you need volunteers? Do you need uh, folks to come help?
5: Uh, We always are taking in volunteers if you're interested. Okay. We uh, ask for somebody who are really interested, not just going to come for a couple of days, but we usually ask for somebody who can come four hours a week, every week, to be able to. It's a lot of training that we have to do. Uh, to be able to get somebody up to the point that they can start helping us. But if they're interested, they can find our address on our website. We ask that you handwrite a letter explaining who you are, what your interests are, and how you think you can help, and mail it to us. Okay. And from then there, we'll set up an interview.
4: Very cool. Well, do me a favor. Introduce yourself one more time because I was messing with the... uh the mics when you said your name so i don't
5: yes my name is ian joplin and i'm here representing last chance forever the bird of prey conservancy
4: Ian, you did a great job man thank you so much thanks for coming out thank you you. okay so if you uh, didn't get the website lastchanceforever.org, and uh, i'll be able to help you with that but uh, as far as
6: we know all the kids made it out of the out of the uh, program right as far as we know
4: yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. all right well that was pretty interesting 210-308 i want to be able to do those calls though you're right no, I don't think I'll be able to ever do the calls. Well,
6: but the and the, but the owls are pretty fa- fascinating. They're sp- they're pretty distinctive. Mm-hmm. I have more trouble with hawks cuz they this no. they saw, they've got a whole kind of variation on.
4: No. Well, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Uh we're going to play a commercial in a little while telling you about some other stuff that's coming up. Here, but I'll just tell you right now, it's the uh, bonsai class. Uh, but Sherry Didier, that's Thursday. I'm sorry, not Thursday. It's uh, July 13th, which is, a, I guess, a Saturday. Yeah, it'll be a Saturday, July 13th, from 1030 to uh, to noon. And uh, that's one of those ones you want to make the reservation, 210-497-3760, because it's limited in size, because you're going to actually do it. All right, Judy's and on the Sher- line. Sherry is outstanding. Oh, too. man, she, does, she taught me how to do it, believe it or not, and was very that patient.
6: Well, she has... More success than that, but...
8: <laughs> All right.
6: I, just, I was just trying to remember. I don't remember any of your bonsai plants. Oh. They're still alive.
4: Judy's on the line at 210 308 I'd rather not talk about it. Judy, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm fine. Listen, I have, I have the question I originally uh, was going to ask you, however... I just tuned in and heard the, the bird calls, and I, I loved hearing that because I love to be able to identify them. In fact, there's one in my wooded area of my home here that, that's, that makes a noise at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, every open up the bathroom window, and there's that bird every night. It doesn't seem to sound like an owl, but uh, what was the organization that that man was with?
4: Last Chance Forever, uh, Birds of Prey, but the website lastchanceforever.org. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been here a while. long time. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard of them. I
2: just didn't. Okay, well, anyway, um, I'm calling about the Trap. Uh, I got two small ones thinking I was going to use them just on the porch here and maybe by the back door. Well, I, I change them around, change them around, and I was just wondering what your experience was with those. I didn't get the real big one because I didn't have a half an acre to do. Uh, I'll, I'm not too sure. I've got one for the inside as well, but on the inside, a fly will come to the top of the thing, and then it just doesn't go in, you know. And then I, then I wanted to understand, they don't tell you when you buy them that they're attracted to the ultraviolet light. That's the main attraction, I guess. And so when it's sunny out, how, you know, I is put v- Are you talking
6: about a Venus fly trap? No, no a, this is a device
2: is... you buy called a Dynatrap oh. traps yeah, trap insects
4: helps. with yeah. an ultraviolet light. I'm not sure are you oh, yeah, they're very, very
2: popular right now. Uh, they're called, the the major brand is is There's There's one one called Black Magic. There's There's one one uh, something else. But I just didn't know how effective they of they, they did the, uh, the I, didn't, I'd I didn't.
6: little bit of a little bit of a little a class on of di- a We Dynatrap's we, we,
9: we actually had those here about three years ago, of they seemed like of were sort of effective, but. Uh, Nothing was 100%. So we've tried all kinds of different things in between.
2: Well, that's what I'm finding out with these these two that I rotate around. If there's sunlight out, evidently they're not going to do anything because the insects Uh, are attracted to the light. Well, the sunlight's way brighter than that light. So when I put my cat food bowls out, flies come immediately. I don't don't even want them down there for a moment before I take up the bowls again. But uh, I don't want flies coming down, mosquitoes coming down, especially on my porch. And uh, if any flies would get in the house, i try to get rid of that. But I just, I, I wondered, it said they did not take, some say they trap bees. And others. I was going to get a bigger one. Okay, I was asking your advice, well, so I should get a bigger one. Maybe mine is just too small. But anyhow, I don't want to trap bees. I don't think bees could get down. I've never seen any bees on my porch anyway, but I certainly don't want to trap bees. So I don't know, what, I thought maybe your experience, you'd know whether they were trying to, a bee would going to go in there or a bee would not.
9: Yeah, uh, we did ours inside the building to try to help control mosquitoes, and um, so I don't have any. It didn't work so for well outside. for you, right? Uh, well, we found things that work better, and spraying was really. On, what off what to works straight. better? Spraying is the best choice for us. We have a fog machine, and we we go in and we spray regularly. Just spray. I you know
4: for mosquitoes, Spider Man uses something called the Into Care System. He's going to call us uh, hopefully today, and we can talk to him about that. Okay. Spider-Man pest control, but... Uh, and that's the one we yeah, do outside. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they, they use and it here outside at the nursery. But, yeah, Judy, I don't think we're going to be able to help you. Okay, one last
2: question. Do bats eat mosquitoes? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to be sure about that. Now, would they come down into a residential area, a bat, into yards at
6: night? I oh, see them uh, every night. Oh, yeah. Do you? When you're, oh, you're out in your patio at night, they're, they're, them and the chimney swifts are out there flying hmm. around. Uh, oh,
2: I've never seen one. I'm out, I sit out on the porch quite a bit. Okay, I'll be watching. I, I, I guess I won't right. notice them because they're very swift and fast and they're undetectable, right?
6: <laughs> well, like, some like places they, you really, some places you really notice them in some neighborhoods. Yeah, and I guess others you don't. You don't. Well, I'm in a very
2: on. wooded neighborhood. I'm very fortunate, you know. So I was just I wondering think, about that. All right, well, okay, Now main, should.
7: <laughs> I think their main source of food are uh, malls. I see. Uh, that's what I was told. It's a bigger well, meal anyway. Well, I yeah. watched a
2: couple of documentaries on bats, and I kept saying they eat mosquitoes, and I'd heard someone else say that they did not, so I wasn't real sure.
4: Well, well Maybe different bats eat different things. Well, it's
6: just like Purple Martins. They, they'll eat a few mosquitoes, but it's not...
2: They don't want to, right? Yeah, not too the, good of a meal. The, 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 yeah, it's not the dominant <laughs>
6: Well,
4: Judy, we okay. got to run, okay? Thank
2: you. Bye.
4: You, you take care. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Uh, give us a call. Be a part of the show, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment. Grace is going to visit with us after this on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books, or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. Sherry Didier is going to be teaching, and she does a wonderful job. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210 497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the Adult Bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th.
3: It's time to Stand With Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with 9.30 a.m. The Answer on the Stand With Israel tour this December 2nd to the 11th. This journey is more than a vacation because it'll guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the western wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the waters of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk? inside the garden tomb register today for the stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to the 11 when you visit 930 a.m the com keyword Israel that's 930 a.m the com keyword Israel
10: we spend our whole lives taking care of those we love However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or online at weisingerlawfirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R lawfirm.com you're looking to buy
1: or sell gold and silver in san antonio then come down and see us today at wise wolf gold and silver exchange we are proudly veteran owned and operated and care deeply about professionalism and your privacy i'm tony arterburn and as owners of wise wolf gold and silver exchange my wife melissa and i buy all of our gold and silver coins and bullion direct from the trading floor to give you the most up-to-date pricing and when it's time to sell your gold and silver items we pay you top dollar Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text us today for more info or to set an appointment. 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf
11: Gold and Silver Exchange.
4: south texas on 9:30 a.m the answer where did you send trace <laughs> oh he's bringing back a product yeah all
7: right well, we're looking for something that'll
4: kill weeds and
7: grass uh i mean weeds out of uh saint augustine without oh. hurt. i mean out of bermuda without hurting
4: uh, bermuda okay he's got something yeah good well, he's talking to a, a customer now and helping them out with some uh, directions and stuff. So he'll be here in a second. In the meantime, I'll tell you that our phone number, 210-308-8867, is 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. I'll also tell you some of the items that are on sale. The Vinca Cora Series and the four-inch pot is just 88 cents each. This place it, is full of uh, Vincas. Yeah. Um, I mean, beautiful uh, assortments. Of different colors? Yeah. This one excited me. This is the uh, Lynn's Legacy Sinisa.
7: Yeah, I, it, want, I want to know where I got that.
4: Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe a secret. <laughs> but it's on sale in the five-gallon container, and this one's a knockout. Um, it's a secret. Okay, it's a secret.
7: <laughs> it's a secret. It's
4: legal, but we can't tell you. <laughs> and uh, it
7: was
4: That's 19- hard to find. 1988 for uh, Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Uh, so it's in the five-gallon container. Regularly, twenty-four ninety-nine. So uh, I lots of stuff. We'll tell you more about the sale items in just a second. But we got Trace up here. What's going on, man? Where do y'all want to start?
9: Well, uh, I was asked a little bit about chemicals just a minute ago, so uh, <laughs> probably better for Jerry to read his thing and then we'll yeah, talk, okay. We'll talk about what uh, what product.
7: Uh, I was reading my Neil's Berry newsletter. And he got a question in, said, How can I stop my neighbors, St. Augustine, from invading my Bermuda lawn? Mm. And, uh, Neil goes into talking about the, used to be a product called MSMA. Uh, it would kill unwanted grass, St. Augustine included in Bermuda turf without harming the Bermuda. But it's gone for eight or ten years. <laughs> And now the scene changes. Uh, so uh, I, I, back in the, uh, several months ago, uh, Trace was uh, uh, mentioning that uh, further weed out uh, with crabgrass killer would uh, take uh, weeds out of uh, Bermuda without hurting the Bermuda.
9: And that would take out st augustine as well
7: yeah it would take out st augustine as well uh just like msma used to but uh trace tells me that uh it's got a 24d in it that might uh, yellow the uh bermuda and so he comes up with another product i never heard of uh,
9: now this one used to be in a little orange box where they had to make it themselves. Oh, is so that right? they came up with this version of it. I guess it makes it easier for most people.
7: It's called Image, the the one that we usually recommend uh, for
9: uh, Nut Sage. But this is not that one. It's not that no, one. The same same label or same company, but uh, this one's called All in One. All in one lawn weed killer. So, this one's safe on Bermuda. But yeah. It's designed to kill wide blade grasses, so like crabgrass, for example. Um, not quite sure what it would do to St. Augustine, but it, it will help with uh, with wide blade grasses and some broadleaf.
7: Okay. I imagine it'll kill St. Augustine. Uh,
9: well, I I'm not sure it's labeled that way, but it, it would make sense.
7: This says it kills nutsets too.
9: Yes. <laughs> But
7: it's not specifically for that. It's
9: not. It's not the same product as the other one. So the other one would be fine. Wouldn't hurt Bermuda or Saint Augustine. Yeah. Uh, but it also, well, this is this is probably the way to go.
7: All in one lawn weed killer. Uh, and they've got—is this pre-mixed?
9: It's a—it's a concentrate.
7: Oh, this is a concentrate.
6: Well, so uh, this this is another example of the. And I know that's, Neil. Neil is real sensitive to that Neil spirit, but you really gotta l- read those labels and and uh, oh yeah, the the front of those uh, herbicides nowadays because there's so many different formulas.
7: Yeah, I don't know why people are using the same names on the on the uh, on different labels. Like when when you say Roundup, uh, there's several. Several formulations of uh, Roundup. If you say image, the same.
9: Yeah,
6: image is the same.
9: Roundup and image are not products anymore. They're name brands, and there's lots of of different things that they that they uh, that they make.
7: So you have to be read the label when you when you're buying things. But this is all in one lawn weed killer. And uh, Calvin's article uh, this week is talking about. uh, Control weeds in the, in the garden, and uh, he talks about uh, uh, contact herbicides specifically for grass to get uh, Bermuda grass and things like that out of your uh, out of your out of your flowers and everything else. It it, it kills only grasses and uh, won't hurt the flowers. And he lists some products: uh, over-the-top grass-begun, post, fusilade, and automatic. That's in today's paper. Um, they, these the products are work best if they're sprayed on actively growing Bermuda grass foliage. So you don't want to mow it or cut it before you put the product on. That's to be absorbed through the.
6: Now this is the best time of the year. If you, will. a lot of times we wait till, we wait till August or September, when it gets dried out and uh, set set in place, it doesn't it doesn't control nearly as well. But uh, I was noticing that uh, some stuff I sprayed just a week ago, uh, you know, some clear color changes, so you can tell. And uh, I'm I was using uh, Fusilade. Yeah, and I was trying to uh, to determine if it how it would have reacted to crabgrass.
7: Yeah, but I'm not sure that I've seen any reaction to it at all. Yeah, at this point. It Calvin uh, also mentioned that the products are not labeled for vegetable garden.
9: Uh, but one of them is that uh, over the top are over the top. I think that's the that's the one that's labeled for vegetable garden.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what we we mentioned also to uh, look at uh, some of them are temperature sensitive too. Are they?
7: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin mentioned that. Uh, uh, Then Kevin says uh, you also should use these products to remove uh, 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 Bermuda grass from. those are buffalo grass, since the active ingredient will kill buffalo grass What? that'd be the best thing to happen to you did he like,
6: <laughs> did he just make that yeah, I think he just made that up you can't,
7: <laughs> I'm it right here out of your uh, deal. I might have left out a few words yeah, like I not think
6: so. <laughs> but you can you know even uh, you guys mentioned it uh, San Augustine grass can uh moves into. Uh, flower gardens and shrub borders too, especially if you got a you know good soil and some you irrigate and and uh, little bit of shade. It it can be a weed just as uh, almost as bad as Bermuda grass at times.
7: Now the old the old Roundup, of glyphosate. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, preparing your vegetable garden for fall. So if you remove all the uh, uh, vegetable plants and everything you can use glyphosate herbicide to kill the grasses and Bermuda in there now, and it'll take about a couple of weeks before oh uh, well, ten days to two weeks before uh, before the grass actually dies to the root. But if you got Bermuda grass that's ch- taken over your vegetable garden, uh, you need to. Water it, get it growing actively, and then spray it with uh, a glyphosate product. Now, imagine if you got Bermuda grass, you could use this over the top, right?
9: Theoretically, it's it's labeled for vegeta- vegetable yeah. use. It's yeah. How it got its name, over the top. Of there you
6: go. Is it, Tracy, uh, how sensitive? I mean, is it a general for vegetable garden, or has it got a limited list? You remember?
4: I, I don't remember, but I can bring you one.
6: Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember.
4: Well, yeah. Trace, one of the things you you brought up too was uh, some nice grapes. Yes. Nice, juicy, a little bit tart. Uh. I, I, but they're cool. I they're I really bring, good.
9: I didn't bring them up. Um, I think it was Claudette. Or oh. Or, uh, maybe even Charles.
4: Oh wow! Okay. And uh, should we tell people where they're from and what variety? Because these are cool. These sure. are um, These are grown in Texas, grown by you guys.
9: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually on the fence at our uh, certified butterfly garden. Oh, wow. Really? And so we, we've actually uh, managed to grow these quite successfully. And it's a Victoria Red.
4: Yeah. So Good. So that
9: was a superstar with last year, the year before. Right. Uh, at the moment, we don't have any plants, but we will have a handful of them. Coming in this week, probably Wednesday.
4: Oh wow! Okay. It it
9: taste pretty good? Don't they?
4: Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've got a lot of flavor. They um, a little bit, a little bit tart, uh, just slightly. So not like an overwhelming, powerful sweetness. You know, but good. They're really good. Very juicy. Yeah, they're very, very juicy.
7: The problem we have with growing it at the greenhouse to take pictures is uh, birds get
9: them. Oh. Well, they didn't and, find these for some reason. Oh, that's good. And so
7: we, we so butter, put
9: butterflies.
6: Well, that's on. obvious that they uh, followed the rules there. We said that this is this garden is for butterflies. Yeah, so just for birds, butterflies
4: and so birds, birds, stay out. Oh, okay.
7: But we uh, we covered them to protect them from the birds one year, and then the uh, two-legged varmints got in there. Well, oh. and they ate them all.
9: They're the worst, David.
7: No. <laughs> no, they were on the picture. Oh, okay. But uh, ate, ate about, I ate mean, a lot of grapes. Well, and did, he, missed, he missed works the next day, Milton.
4: Oh. He couldn't come wanna, to work. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to know why. <laughs> I can figure it out. Did you have to do much work on them since they were kind of grown on the fence, or did they just take care of themselves? They
9: pretty much took care of themselves. That's
4: very, it's a really good endorsement. Wow. Cool. So next week, maybe? I'm, I'm hoping... Even I can grow them? I think so.
7: Okay. Very you're lim- not going to grow a grape. Why very, not? I'm going to call very, your wife. <laughs> very, she very can lim- grow them.
9: Very, very limited number. Okay. So, um, if you're interested in that, call in, and you can put your name on the wish list, and when they show up, we'll be uh, we'll okay.
4: you Okay. holler. Uh, 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Did I do that right? Yeah. Yes. Do you know what they'll sell for yet?
9: Uh, off top of me, I think they're gonna be about thirty.
4: Okay. So there'll be a big. It'll be a big container.
9: Uh, five gallon T P okay. is what it's listed. Mm,
4: very cool. And I want to say there was only nine. Oh man, yeah. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. Call now, and say put one aside, and uh, when they come in, they will, while supplies last. So cool. All right. So that's so we talked about that. It really is neat. If you want to come see what they look like or even taste, we'll share them with you for a little while. After the show, we make no promises. Um, what else uh, you got going on?
9: Uh, well, let's see. We got uh, the the uh, plant of, of the weekend. There we go. All right. So this uh, a lot of people are familiar with this, and we've done it before. But we got a great supply of them in. This is a uh, night blooming jasmine. And uh, you see a lot of them in the, in the older homes before there was air conditioning. They plant them on the south side of their house. That way they could open up the windows oh, at night and that beautiful fragrance would float through the house. Uh, they can get quite large. They take a fair amount of water, and uh, but you can't beat the fragrance. It's uh, absolutely stunning.
4: So did you say um, sun... Sun conditions?
9: I, I've done much better with them where they get bright filtered light but not a whole lot of direct sun. Oh, really? Wow. They,
6: would, they work real well in morning sun.
9: Okay. Yeah, like
6: if you do the east side of the
9: house too.
4: Alright, so uh, we so got. that's our plant of the weekend. So, 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 I'm so look I brought
9: one up here that's blooming. You can see the little blooms coming on all over the place. So that's, they're white. Okay. Um, so the plant can get quite tall. The blooms are white and super fragrant. And these are only eight ninety nine. Oh, it's, wow. It's a, and it's a big plant. It's in a one-gallon can, but it's yeah. a big plant. Very cool. Yeah.
6: And they are potent. Uh, well, I've seen folks that have them, you know, have one plant, and the visitors come and they smell that fragrance, and they're trying to figure out where in the world is that from. And then there will be a plant, a little five-gallon plant, uh plant. It's got. It's not even blooming during the day, but it's a, <laughs> as a, in the, just as the evening starts, it starts blooming.
9: And that's uh, a good picture.
4: Fragrance. Oh, this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I googled night blooming jasmine, and uh, yeah, it'll show you a picture, and uh, it is it is pretty. Uh, and that's cool. So that one will go spread or go up. I, or? I've seen them
9: seven, eight feet tall with no problem, and okay. four, or five wide. Wow, it
6: can be. <laughs> I'm interested. They're sensitive, a little bit sensitive to cold.
9: Yes, they can. Yeah. Um, okay. So it, it definitely is going to, I would treat it more like a perennial or a tender perennial where, yeah. uh, you know, it, it'll probably freeze down and might need some cover. Can you
4: do it in containers and just protect it? Sure. Or, uh, you okay. bet.
9: Um, it'd have to be a pretty big container, but yeah.
4: Okay. Very interesting. So how many do we have? Uh, about 50. Okay. So... Uh, this is another one now. If you want to, call 210-497-3760. 50's a lot, but uh, it sounds like it's a pretty popular plant. They are very and, popular. And uh, you may want to just put them aside if you can't come today, but know you're going to be here tomorrow. And uh, 210-497-3760. They
6: attract the uh, uh, night-flying moths, too. Oh, neat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. You know, if you every, every once in a while we'll see them in a regular garden, but if you've got uh, that plant, you're more likely, much much more likely to see them out there.
4: Very cool. Want anything else? No, I think okay, that's it. Okay, because we got to take another break. Good. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We'll tell you more about what's going on here at the nursery. We'll talk more gardening and uh, all that right after this on 930
9: AM, The Answer. We are open.
4: It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boll Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai and you're going to walk away having made your own Bonsai tree. It's really exciting. Sherry Didier is going to be teaching, and she does a wonderful job. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. Four nine seven three seven six zero. 0 The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So, although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210 497 3760 to reserve your spot at the adult bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th.
11: Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares.
12: I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem.
11: I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, we'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back, permanently and we proudly hold an a plus rating with the better business bureau call wesley financial group now for your free consultation at 1-800-462-3333 that's 1-800-462-3333 800-462-3333
1: the cal thomas commentary
11: is brought to you by
1: values through media now here's syndicated columnist cal thomas
13: If you need more evidence that the House Democrat leadership, meaning Speaker Nancy Pelosi, are not serious about border security and immigration reform, you need look no further than what happened Wednesday in Washington. After the Senate, by an 84-8 to 8 vote, overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan bill to provide humanitarian aid to the children of illegal immigrants, Pelosi said she will demand changes to limit how long children can be held in sub-facilities. She also said Democrats in the House will insist on more money for communities where the immigrants are being sent and will demand new methods of processing them when they arrive at the border. It's all for the children, she says." No, it isn't. It's all for Democrats and their future voters. Some states are issuing driver's licenses to illegals, which probably means they'll vote in the next election. This is what angers so many about Washington. A problem can be solved, but the left prefers the issue. Voters can change all that next year, if they will, and they'd better. I'm Cal Thomas.
1: For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340 Key Largo, Florida 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340 Key Largo, Florida 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary.
4: GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight but no answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds and traveling at 55 miles an hour that's enough time to travel the length of a football field make good decisions don't text and drive visit stop stoprex.org a message brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration project yellow light
2: noise and the ad council
4: Eighty-eight sixty-seven two one zero three zero eight, eighty-eight sixty-seven. 8867 Wade is on the line. Hey there, Wade. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today?
11: Very good, sir. I'm calling today to check uh, on the agapanthus plant. After the blooms have fallen off, there seems to be some seed pods where every bloom was. Do I let those dry up and then explode in the area and maybe germinate, or do I cut them off and is there... Some type of procedure to get them to germinate.
7: I, I don't think they they germinate real well. That's what I, I
11: thought. I don't,
7: <laughs> I don't. I mean they're not they're not uh, they 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 don't scatter like uh, salvias or things like that. Uh, That's I've never what i was seen, Yeah. I've never seen I've never seen them in a you know naturalized state where they. Uh, shed the seed and then uh and then start growing now you can you can uh you can you can do either one you can leave the seed pods on there or you can uh uh cut them off and let them after the seed pod begins to turn yellowish uh or brown you can cut the seed pod off and then uh put it in a bag or somewhere where it can shed the seed and and you won't lose it and then right, then grow ahead. and then grow it like you would a, a vegetable seed you know put right. it in a potting mix or something like that
11: I've never tried that so I'll do that
7: yeah now I don't know if this did you have any luck with getting any germination?
11: Yes, sir. Uh, just uh, out of uh, I think out of nine plants, I got th- uh, three of the plants to bloom.
7: Oh, okay. Well, they they won't. Uh, I mean, when you when you did the seed before, did you get any new plants to germinate? No, sir. Okay. I
11: thought you I might have a
8: secret trick. I'm,
7: yeah, I'm wondering if that seed might not be sterile. I never, right. I don't I don't remember ever, anybody ever having success
6: with it or even trying it. Right, right.
11: Correct. And I've never seen them growing anywhere other than where they're planted. So that may be an indicator also, you know, because birds are scattering them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of... Uh, that,
7: but you can you can try it with you can, can, you can try that. Germinate
11: through that process.
7: Yeah, let me know if they germinate, and sure, you might yeah. do a you might do a search on the on the web uh, and see if that seed is sterile. Enough.
11: Right. Yeah, you know you're right. Yeah, I'll investigate that more. Yeah, okay. It was about three years ago. I was out. Y'all were talking about, about vultures uh, earlier. There, uh, there was about three years ago. I was out near Blanco, the city, and I saw a bunch of black buzzards with these uh, turkey vultures. And right. I rarely see. I rarely see those.
7: Yeah, that uh, the, that guy was saying that. Uh, kind of, they follow the lead of yeah. the, the black uh, turkey vulture. Well, you you. Um, you, you Black you'll,
6: you'll even see the caracaras with them too, three, all three of the varieties. Yeah,
11: yeah, they seem to all work in harmony.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they don't. They, they they seem to squabble a little bit, but they not. They don't show much energy in, in chasing each other off.
7: Yeah, like
11: a. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a little complaints towards yeah. one another. That's it. But they all get fed. Yeah.
7: Yeah, like I talked about last week, uh, uh, you never appreciate vultures until you have a dead deer in your yard. Yeah. <laughs> oh
11: yeah, the, oh yeah. Same thing with cattle, right? Yes.
7: Oh, they're amazing how quickly they can clean up a car. Huh.
11: And then you, know, the, then the coyotes finish the rest, right? <laughs>
7: yeah.
4: Right.
11: Okay, okay guys. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great thank day.
4: Thank you calling. Too. Take Bye care. now. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show.
7: Um, Calvin mentioned, uh, talking about controlling weeds in the summer lawn and garden, uh, Calvin got one paragraph there that says... Uh, if you have Bermuda grass in your St. Augustine lawn, which we have a lot of people complaining about, the best way to encourage the St. Augustine is to keep it well watered and mow it high, at least 3.5, 3 and a half inches. If the lawn is mowed too low, allowed to dry out, or and our host lots of traffic, the Bermuda grass will dominate. Uh, if 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 you have those same situ- conditions in the shade, horse herb will dominate. <laughs> horse herb will dominate. Well, no. however, as much as much uh, rain as we've had lately, the horse herb's hanging in there. You know, usually you expect it to be oh. dried up and gone by by now. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty. And lush.
6: And but you can see the distinct borders of all these you know, the, the San Augustine we talked about this last weekend, the San Augustine grass that's that's in an, some shade mm-hmm. but not too much shade. Right. That prospers. Then you get into the especially if you've got poor soils, then you get into the to the uh, limited soil, the challenging soils, then you get the horse herb and uh Full sun, uh, you'll get the Bermuda grass if there's enough soil there. So, <laughs> so it's, it's not a simple picture.
7: Yeah, and uh, the Bermuda grass will come, come into the St. Augustine or will take over the St. Augustine area if it dries out or gets shallow uh, in a shallow soil. Uh, that's what's happening in my uh, uh St. Augustine lawn, along the uh, sidewalk and the uh, uh, driveway, where where, I, where it's dried out, uh-huh. it's hard to keep water. and uh, then the, then the Bermuda grass and the horse herb have moved into those those uh, borders, so uh, it's not easy to keep a pure uh, lawn grass. You know, we
6: were talking about uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, contact herbicides for grasses, and uh, uh, Trace brought up the fact that that over the top actually can be used in the vegetable garden, and he brought up one of the uh, labels, uh, and it's really really quite interesting. The uh, most of the vegetables are listed as uh, that you can use. The one thing that you, you have to know that there's a long, a long period between the spray, and when you can harvest. Oh, So, okay. so, so you'll be, but but that's all right if you're, you're, you know you're using it using it at the beginning of the, the crop area mm-hmm. time. Like uh, tomatoes is 20 days. Some of the others are as much as 30 days and uh, yeah. 40 days. But the other thing uh, I was interested too. It, it does list uh, crabgrass and quackgrass as uh, as uh, a target that it works on. Oh, good! Bermuda grass is listed as the number
7: one, but yeah, that is that is because
6: uh, crabgrass has been pretty aggressive this year too.
7: Yeah, but as people are getting ready for the fall garden and pulling out pulling out all their uh, In in fact, in Calvin's, this week in the garden section, he said, It's time to consider pulling out your tomato plants from the spring. If they are left in place further into the summer, expect them to produce more spider mice and fungus symptoms uh, than tomatoes. Plant new tomato seedlings, uh, transplants in late July. So uh, that's that's a good you know. tip and we're getting there and we uh, we've got if you I, w- I would say that probably 90 over 90 percent of all the vegetable gardens to, with tomatoes at this time of the year has spider mites. No. And we've got pictures and a write-up on
4: plantanswers.com. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More in a moment.
3: We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930
4: AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Tell you about something else that's happening uh, Monday, July 15th, from 930 a.m. to 1230 p.m., uh, we've got a gardening essentials class taught by GVST. It's going to go on the road and be here at Millburgers in the morning at the amphitheater. There will be a tour of the nursery, uh, and uh, including the butterfly garden. And Claudette is going to help uh, talk a little bit about all that, and including uh, mistakes and success stories as well. Then uh, we'll talk about drought tolerance, grass samples, and different varieties as you take a tour of those. Uh, and uh, then it's time to go shopping, as it says here, because one $10 Milburgers gift certificate will be handed out to each person who attends the GVST Gardening Essentials class, valid to use July fifteenth, two 2019 only. So bring your brown bag lunch. There'll be water for you, uh, provided by the nursery. It's free and open to the public. And a donation to GVST of $5 is requested but not required. So uh, we'll tell you more about it as it comes up. And when it gets online, we'll uh, share that link with you.
6: That is really interesting to do a tour and discussion of those grass Oh, samples. I bet. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, all those uh, varieties, the uh, grasses and uh, the new uh, uh, San Augustine grasses uh, are all there, plus some of the ground covers. And so you a you've got a lot of uh, things to look at. And then uh, Claudette is knowledgeable of uh, each of the varieties and what kind of experiences they've had. So um, it's worth it. That that trip and the visit is worth it just for that.
4: Yeah. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. What you got going on over there?
7: Kevin uh, also mentioned in his article that uh, it's time to do usual pruning of uh, shrub ball bo- shrub border rose garden and fence line to remove unwanted seedlings oh. and uh, that's that's the main main push in my yard right now is uh, I, <laughs> I look out my window every every morning and uh, I see a uh, hackberry that is now uh, six feet tall, seven feet tall, with, uh, that uh, that I've neglected for several years. And uh, I imagine most people have, especially hackbears, uh, have that same situation in their yard.
6: Well, they can even uh, hide within a a uh, lemon tree in oh, a yeah. you know, half whiskey barrel. It always it gives me you don't be... St- standing by it talking to somebody about it and there's this
7: hackberry growing out of the middle of
6: it you know a horticulturist with a hackberry in his lemon tree
7: (laughs) I've got one growing in my uh, 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 peach tree that I've got out there My uh, 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 peach tree like I said it's densely in the middle of that tree and i've just let it grow but now
6: what we're ta- talking about in that article you actually you know, if you can get it cut yeah and uh, then you then you gotta you got a relatively easy and safe way to to end that uh that uh, unwanted seedlings life You're right without hurting your peach tree
7: yeah Kevin says uh, uh uh, this time, I add a step where you, after you make the cut, where you immediately apply to the stump and vine killer, uh, you apply the stump and vine killer. That's the name of the product. Yeah, it's,
6: uh, there's a bunch of different variations of that name. but
7: To the fresh cut, yeah. You, uh, you apply it to the fresh cut. And then the active ingredient is translocated into the root system. And kills the whole plant, so you don't have to, uh, including the roots. In most cases, uh, the stump does not resprout. Now, uh, another good thing about it is it doesn't translocate. In other words, you can have a, one of these things, one of these uh, seedling weed trees growing right next to your rose bush. And uh, if you just paint that cut, uh, it'll kill kill that stump or kill that root system, without translocating and killing your rose.
6: And it doesn't seem to be any danger either. The volatilization. Yeah. I know, I know when I first started using Remedy, which is no oh, yeah. active ingredient. I mean that you had to be really careful in terms of around uh, roses and things because the stuff evaporates got into the air and uh, affected the roses. But they have formulated this to have it, it just settles right in on that stump and translocates. It doesn't go into the air and and get on the roses. So you can, uh, if you're relatively careful, follow the labial in- instructions. You you can uh, do it, just many, many plants without uh, affecting any of the, Desirable plants that yes. you're working around.
7: It's called Stump... Uh, let's see, Cut, Vine, Stump, and Vine Killer. <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyway, that it has all those words in the label. Yeah.
4: Cut, Vine, and Stump Killer? Yeah. Okay. What, what
7: amazes me, too, is
6: it's a, it's a relatively inexpensive...
7: Yeah. It's uh, a good way to do it.
6: Yeah, and uh, you don't use much... Chemical at all. It's got a little brush yeah. on the cap, and so you just brush it on there. Um, so
7: it's worth it's worth trying. And one thing one thing I've noticed, it doesn't matter how high on the stump you put it. In other words, a lot of times you can't reach down and get the the uh, close to the roots system uh-huh. or close to the. So I've noticed that you can cut it three feet high, cut that uh, weed three feet high, that uh, tree, and uh, apply that stump killer, uh, cut vine and stump killer, and it'll kill it all the way down to the Mm. ground. So it translocates through the whole system of the the item. Now, if you don't believe it works... Yeah. If you don't believe it were how I did this uh, go ahead and cut cut some cut some uh, seedling trees off and not paint them the hack bears and things like that they'll come back in weeks uh, several weeks and and uh, some some even faster than that so uh, it's definitely worth your worth your while to do that. And it you, adds another
6: step in your process, but yeah. then it eliminates a, ma- a major. Having to do it again. Yeah, three or, you know, you could, uh, typical summer, you could be cutting those things three or four times.
7: Yeah, and no matter how big the the deal is, uh, in other words, I've I've cut off hackberries bushes, and uh, not put the stump killer on that. And uh, they come back, they re-sprout. and then when when those sprouts come out, I let them get a little bit larger, and then cut them, and put the stuff right on the uh, much smaller trunk, and that'll that'll kill the whole trunk too. So you want it on uh, new growth or, or uh, a recently cut stump. Yep, it's a good. Good product.
6: Uh, try it out. Uh, and again, you're and not, safe too. Yeah, you're not inve- you're not investing much money for the work you get. Hey, you got There's another Milton. What's that? Uh, well, another thing we mentioned in the article, our friends at uh, Guadalupe Master Gardeners. There you go. They're recruiting for a new class. Oh, they? Oh, cool. Yeah, are And uh, of course, they were. We work closely with them. Uh, of course, we work work with uh, Gonzales County, Comal County. And Bear County. then um, we also work with Guadalupe County. But they uh, they are going to hold their class in... Sibilo. Uh, Sibilo. So... Uh, From
7: 1 to 5
6: every Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, and when it start, Jerry? When's it, when was it, when
7: does, it, does it say in there when the, the class starts? Now recruiting, which will run July 30th through November 19th. Okay. And then there's a...
6: A phone a phone number and a uh, also a, G, a, a, a computer address that you can look up get more information on. Right. There is a deadline. Uh, they want you to apply before July nineteenth. Right.
7: Nineteenth. Yeah.
6: There is a fee. Uh, all the master gardener training uh, has a training fee, and of course, master gardeners, you uh, you expect you know the training is wonderful. But you're, you're expected to attend the training, and you're expected to use that training in uh, participating in uh, many, one or, or several of the projects that they uh, are, are responsible for across the the region, um, education, youth gardening, water conservation, right. all those projects. And these, these chapters work closely with Jerry and I, along with the gardening volunteers yeah. in South Texas and the, uh, men's clubs Club. Right. So.
4: Are they reciprocal? If you belong to one, can you kind of belong to the other or yeah. do things with the other? You
6: actually can. And that's one of the points I was going to make. Uh, Bayer County Master Gardeners has a waiting list of about uh, 150 folks on there. Uh, they The uh, Guadalupe training does not have that waiting list. Okay. And they're doing the training in Cibolo, so relatively close. Close to mm-hmm. Bearcat. Yeah. So you can, uh, I think they'll welcome you to go ahead and apply uh, for the Cibolo, uh, for the uh, Guadalupe Master Gardeners. And then you can, uh, there's a number of Master Gardeners that uh, work projects in several different counties and take advantage of the, the fact that they all cooperate yeah. uh, together.
7: The The fee... Uh, for the training is $210. And uh, for more information, if you'll call Karen at 210-422-1594. That's 210-422-1594. Or you can visit the G-C-M-G website at Guadalupe County Master dot org I guess that's all one word
6: yeah if you go just do Guadalupe County Master Gardeners you'll, you'll you. find it yeah.
7: yeah dot org
6: and so there yeah that's another one of our uh, wonderful active chapters and uh, Master Gardeners you learn a lot you do significant projects that contribute to the community and you have a lot of fun
4: um, yep um, so Guadalupe master Guadalupe county master gardeners.org in right. fact what I'll do is I'll send the uh, the link to uh, Al back at the station in case you didn't get it and he'll just tell you it. that'll make it easier on you so I'll do that right now so open up their site. 210 308 8867 is our number. 210 308 8867. Toll free, it's 866 308
7: 8867. Then, uh, Neil Sperry in today's paper had a, had a question from somebody that, uh, had, Georgia, had a Georgia lawn with some Bermuda mixed in. I thought, uh, I thought
6: that was a good, that's a good answer. Yeah.
7: yeah. Uh, how can, I, how can I encourage the zoysia to crowd out the Bermuda? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and he says, honestly, I don't believe there is any way short of spot treating the Bermuda to kill it.
6: And that's going to... Yeah, you want, you want to do everything you can to keep that, that uh, zoysia grass solid. But if you do get if you do get some Bermuda grass in there then you got to you got to take some pretty drastic action. Yeah. You? Uh
7: the more aggressive, Bermuda is the more aggressive of the two grasses. So if you give great care to your lawn, it will win. The to, Bermuda will win. To
6: yeah, to the mixed lawn, to the lawn that's got both of them. In.
7: <laughs> but uh, and Bermuda is, uh, is the more abuse-tolerant grass of the two. So if you neglect things, it will win. Uh, either way, Bermuda wins. <laughs> so uh, And then he talked about uh, rent a sod color cutter and remove the Bermuda sod from those areas where it's solid and replant the immediately. But be sure you're using the same type of zoysia. You surely don't want a mixture. But uh, I don't know (laughs) if you do a sod. Yeah, Bermuda. Those root systems are that Bermuda root system is pretty dense and and deep. Uh, uh, Unless you took a lot of sod with that Bermuda.
6: yeah, I, it's I, gonna come back. I like the idea of uh, using a one of the contact herbicides, killing out the Bermuda grass, which means you'll have a a, a kind of an open area, yeah. and then go ahead and put your your zoysia grass in there and fill it up. But what, what Jerry's talking about is you want to make sure that that uh, that operation is uh, complete. You want to get that bermuda grass out of there because it, it will it'll it has one little toe in there it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be continue to uh to grow now so see it does a pretty good job it's a, it's very thick grass if it uh is uh maintained mowed at a, the right height um it does a pretty fair job of uh Keeping other, uh, keeping weeds and uh, Bermuda grass no, yeah. out, but once the Bermuda's in, <laughs> then you then Kiss you got to you got to take that uh, pretty severe op- make that operation and get the Bermuda out and uh, take out that those pieces or the, the blank area fill it back in with soya.
4: Yeah. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210 308 210 308 67. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick for Live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardie Road. Come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening questions in person or give us a call at 210-308-8867. When we come back, I'll tell you what's on sale here at Millburgers right after this on 930 a.m., The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulverde Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books, or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own bonsai tree. It's really exciting. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the adult bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th.
5: on Bulverde Road, Tex
0: Hill Middle School students are called the Tigers, inspired by the Flying Tigers. The San
3: Antonio story of David Lee Tex Hill after this. Countywide Service Company and Daikin, providing the number one HVAC brand in the world to the homes of Bear County. Reliable, affordable, built in Texas by Texans. Call Countywide Service today to schedule your hassle-free system evaluation. Countywide service in Dyken makes sense for the homes of Bear County. Call 210 732 9772.
0: License number TACLA 28066E. Tex Hill was an American hero as a triple flying ace and squadron leader of the legendary Flying Tigers during World War II. He retired in Military City, USA as a brigadier general. Today, a generous scholarship is named in his honor to attend the school he did as a young boy. San Antonio Academy. I'm Sonny Melendrez.
6: Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. This was my last gig. If it has happened by now, it's like a miracle.
10: Miracles happen. In the new movie Yesterday, a guy named Jack is just about ready to bail on his performing dreams when a mysterious worldwide blackout reshuffles everything. Now when he plays Beatles tunes, everybody thinks he wrote them. This fable-like romantic comedy is sentimentally sweet, endearing and thoughtful. But there's drinking and sensual issues to navigate here and enough profane misuse of Jesus's name alone to make many viewers, well, (laughs) twist and shout. I'll give yesterday a two and a half out of five for family friendliness. Read the full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies? I'm Bob Woloszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review.
11: Next Thursday, you will be caught in an extreme flash flood. Disasters don't plan ahead, but you can. Talk to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
5: Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance, reminding you that when you adopt a shelter pet, you discover all the things that make them unique. Adopt pure love at the shelterpetproject.org.
13: Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund.
11: One, two, three, four. In the mountains of Tennessee, they like the smoky sauce. But over there in old Memphis, a dry rub is falls. The folks down in Georgia, they can't pick up their
2: mind. You
11: can give it to them sweet or spicy, and they'll say,
2: that tastes all right.
11: And you might think the South Carolinians are just a little bit off. Would you believe their barbecue's yellow with a mustard sauce? Pork shoulder is the cut of choice. If it's
5: asssssss
11: And they pride themselves on barbecue. That's totally vinegary. And Louisiana the and them Cajuns. They like to spice it up. They like to spice it up. This is our review of
7: and, when
4: and welcome back is to Milburner's Garden in South Texas on 9:30 a.m. Who is that? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Rhett and Link. The barbecue song, according to Al. The barbecue song. The barbecue song. The barbecue song. Yes, he found that. He's kind of going for an out, outdoors-themed barbecues, picnics, things like that today. Of
7: July Fourth
4: coming. Yeah. Out. Very smart. Yeah. Okay. You you figured that out? I never heard the heard oh, of it. Oh. No. That's perfect, Al. Way to go. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I mentioned I tell you some of the stuff that was on sale here at Mill Burgers, and I'll do that for you right now. We mentioned the Vinca is on sale in the 4-inch pot for 88 cents each. You can get a lot and do a nice uh, bed, and they look great when they're... Uh, Deer resistant. Oh, they're deer resistant too, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, but they look great in uh, what do you call that when you and planted in mass. In mass. In mass. They do uh, They
6: do really well in containers too. In another. Oh yeah. Another problem area that they seem to do really well in is around pools, swimming pools.
7: Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. And
6: they, you know they can be at the uh, other end of prevailing winds and. Uh, the chlorine off the pool and yeah. doesn't, doesn't seem to affect them, and it's kind of strange because, uh, well, in the old days that uh, humidity off of the pool yeah, air for yeah, it could have been a, an issue, but uh, now the, the with the Cora yeah, they, they seem to
7: do real fine. And uh, uh, oh. this place is full of those. Uh, as I was walking up there. Every color that you could think of in larger containers too.
6: Than that white one with the pure white flower. Yeah. And so I, I can't remember what the other name on it, other than Cora, is, but it's a. That's really an attractive plant.
4: There's a great sale on blue plumbago. In a one gallon, regularly six ninety nine, now just three eighty eight, and I don't know what. What more we can say about blue plumbago yeah, just, well, you just j- have takes to, abuse, uh, keeps on growing, just look at it blooms blooms, 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 yep, over there, and it's in an a dappled sun thing there, and it's going yeah. crazy and um, and
7: then I just got my uh newsletter, newsletter today, yeah, uh, uh, let's see what is it July for July, so I got it early, and one of the articles in there is uh, summertime blues. Oh, and uh, it, it talks about uh, what would our South Texas garden beds and landscapes be without the cooling colors of blue plumbago? What else do they have there? Salvias? Shoots of uh, Texas vitex, uh, cheery morning glories, <laughs> low-growing ajuga. Uh, moss flocks. I don't know what that is passion flower or the long blooming verbena huh. but uh, this it this, doesn't
6: sound like uh, one of our articles
7: no 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 it's written by uh, the accidental gardener oh.
6: yeah
7: oh. but uh, someplace other than San Antonio <laughs> it says blue has a stabilizing effect when placed near electric colors such as cartridge magenta, crimson, or hot pink.
4: You've said that a lot, though. You always talk about stabilizing colors. Yeah,
7: right. Mm. <laughs>
4: color, so color, anyway. Color is a uh, uh, plant
6: grown in stable soil. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and it's on sale. Well, the salad, we, we, we were talking a lot the last yeah. weekend about the salvias because of the... the yeah. uh, the they, varieties they, they we have mystic Spars. yeah and we had victoria and uh, it looks like they might have
7: sold out yeah it does
6: look <laughs>
4: i was they, kind of well, looking over there and they've but, moved they sold themselves they really they were beautiful i got one it's in the it's in a Did we, you? now there are put it up in a bigger container so we'll see we you, have, you i don't. you not get scolded for getting one no Oh, I got lucky. It was that pretty that she just did not say anything. She just said, "That's gorgeous."
6: Now, I think there are at least there's some in large
4: containers right? oh, okay, right good. Right on the other side. okay. Uh, Lantana in the 1-gallon container is on sale for 4.88. Lynn's Legacy Sinisa. Look this up online if you're not sure what it looks like. Well, look, yeah, look at the picture they've got with it. Yeah. It just it's killer. Yeah, it really is. It's a great plant.
7: It's not mine, but I I, I wish I'd have taken it. So it's pretty. And Trace won't tell me where he got them. No, it's a secret. Because they are rare. I mean, they are hard to find. Huh. It's a Texas superstar.
4: Yep. Uh, five gallon container,
7: 1988. So, while
4: they last. Yeah, while they last. <laughs> so, and then the cone flower. Uh, it's also on sale in the one gallon for 4.88. Uh crepe myrtles in the three and the five gallon container are eighteen eighty eight and Millburger's natural lawn and garden fertilizer with micro fungi is nineteen eighty eight. Uh you can see all the things that are on sale by going to millburger nursery But yeah, that lends legacy.
7: Oh, yeah, that's uh, beautiful.
4: Yeah, it really is. Uh people that, will
7: that must be right before rain, huh?
4: Yes, I think there's a The way a bit, it's blooming. The, the way that thing was blooming. Well, it's, <laughs> it's
7: blooming
6: at my house, too.
7: so
4: Is there, You so got
6: a lint leg? Two of them, yeah. Oh. From, oh. From earlier, I bought them, I think earlier this year or late, late last fall. From oh. Okay. When
4: did it start blooming?
6: Uh, well, this time?
4: Yeah, like last weekend?
6: Yeah, like a week ago.
4: Yeah, it's like before the rains uh, last weekend and <laughs> Monday? Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
7: the you I, like uh, that the blue flower
6: i I like like the blue flower the one problem i've had with it well i i guess I must have gotten it last fall because it uh there was a freeze damage was it yeah it froze it froze back now it was growing it was uh, b- blooming blooming up a storm mm-hmm. and growing and i guess that uh it, that November freeze
7: yeah kind of caught
6: it unawares
7: I don't doubt that cause, uh lynn lynn uh, uh Lynn Lowry found found this original in Monterey, huh. Mexico. So hmm. it's it could be yeah. freeze damage. Freeze well, it,
6: you know, and any time you've got the plant growing full speed, yeah, in November you have a record freeze in November that could be partial to. Did
4: probably. you have a question? And can we, can we ask it on the air? We're we'll going to give you the microphone. Just talk right in there and you'll be on there. These guys that's will be able to. That's re- not much of a sample, dude. Hey, uh-oh. Oh, oh, my goodness. Give the mic to whoever's going to ask Never the mind. <laughs> um,
8: we have an oak tree and it looks like it could have a fungus on it. Uh, so we brought some leaves and some. That's a burrow, of it. isn't
7: it? Isn't that a burrow?
8: Yeah, so okay. we're trying to find out what, if anything, we can do about it.
6: Yeah, it's a little teeny leaves. Now, is this the this uh this looks like lichen? What now? What what the lichen is a uh, grows on the bark? May not be related to the da- any damage that's causing this. What is it? Is this whole tree showing this kind of damage? No, it's about, it's ahead, to about
4: Ten percent
8: of the tree, the leaves are dying.
6: At the ends of the branches, yes. or how big is, uh, big is the tree? <laughs> Huge? 60, oh, okay. 20 years old? Yeah,
8: and, older than that, 60 foot tall. Maybe. Uh-huh. Does uh, it have those big anchors on it?
7: Big n- acorn?
8: Yeah, it's got a big anchor. It's by the street and the driveway. Okay. It's been there like... We lived there 20 years, and it was uh-huh. there
7: we got there. Oh my goodness, that's good. That's a good tree. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So,
6: are there are there any symptoms on the end of these dead areas? Anything chewing on them?
8: Not that we could see. No.
6: I I Let's talk okay. into that. Yeah. I went
12: to take a leaf, and the whole thing just came off uh-huh.
6: easily. Well, what we've seen. You know, sometimes there there's an insect that'll yeah cut them off. Twig bor- borer. Yeah, and then there's uh, then the
7: twig squirrels. Girdle. Squirrels will, especially if it's
6: uh, hot and dry, which it hasn't been really hot. And so dry. you
7: did you didn't cut that off? It just came off. I went to take a leaf, and the whole thing just came off. Okay, right that that
8: twig girdler. Falling on the
12: ground. It's just they're just stuck to all the brown and the green are
7: just yeah. stuck. Yeah.
8: And we've, we've got, I don't know, 40, 50 oaks on a property. This is the only one.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, bur Oaks are pretty independent. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they, they, they'll decide. Now, this year they should be content because we've got pretty well timed rains. Right. Anything changed there at that edge of your dri- driveway? lightning, and
12: the house next door to us had one. Fell, the whole tree came down, and somebody says maybe the shock of lightning hit the tree. But that was a
8: hackberry tree.
6: Yeah. Well, if, if, if the lightning would hit hit any of them, it'll take them. But I I think you would get a maybe a different symptom if there was lightning. Oh yeah. Yeah, because this this is almost looks like a, it's been a, chewed like, off. Or yeah.
7: Cut off. But, yeah.
8: Look, look at look at about ten percent of the leaves are like this now, five to ten percent.
7: Okay, yeah, kind of. That's really not gonna hurt anything, uh, and it's really if it's a twig girdler, uh, there's nothing you can do because it's a big beetle. It's hard to kill, but uh, all these tips like get as many of those. Uh, cut areas off the tree as you can, even though you say it's a big tree, uh, and dispose of it.
6: Yeah, a lot of them should fall down. Yeah. Uh, but if you got a cane, you can get a cane pole and even knock them. What Jerry's talking about too
7: is the, what the seed, the egg is laid in the, the egg laid egg. in the part that falls off. So you what can about, break the life cycle by throwing those away.
8: What about fertilizer stakes?
7: No. Nah. No. A big tree like that, uh, uh, you do better just to put a lawn fertilizer, like 19.59, slow release. Uh, how big is a trunk? 10 or 12. Good Lord. You're talking about a big tree. So uh, This fall. you you do a lot better with uh, 19.59, yeah. slow release. 19.55, five slow release.
8: Yeah, just
7: right. a, okay. one,
4: one cup per Which inch. happened... To, to or be or on sale.
7: Diamond.
4: That's the organic, or no? Oh, Are you sure? Uh, yeah, it says right here. Oh, uh, that's the natural. Is that the? That's uh,
7: the Millburgers. Oh, organic? okay. Well, you're right.
8: So that's about it. Just that's organic. The
7: yeah, yeah the and
6: just and just kind of watch it.
8: Just get many of that off as we can.
6: Yeah. yeah. And and then just keep in mind that these, the bur oaks are notoriously independent and uh, yeah. and yeah, survive most it's anything.
12: It's the only one of its kind on our property. Yeah. it's
6: practically the only one in. the... It's the property. only way it's going to get attention with all those other the oak yeah. trees around <laughs> there. Yeah. Funny, but there are there yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're, they're a good good they're variety, a good right, selection. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay, take on form
7: to us. A lot of, a lot of times uh, w- when uh, the uh, twig bar, uh, uh, girdler does that, it causes the uh, branches below that to uh, uh, have more shoots so it makes the tree thicker, the canopy thicker. So uh, it's not not doing that much harm.
12: I have one more question. Sure. Speaking of that, we have a crepe myrtle in the front.
7: You okay. The and out, and
12: it's even bigger than that one. I mean, it it's wow. really huge.
7: Wow. Last, what color are the blooms?
12: Uh, they're uh, the pink.
7: They're the pink. Yeah, okay. I really
12: wanted to. But it, okay, that's beside the point. Nice. Anyway, last year, it started to turn totally yellow. Every, I mean, it was just yellow. We had somebody come out and trim. He said the bottom ones have to come off. It was heavy, and he did. This year it is gorgeous, but now I'm getting a bunch of shoots from the bottom. Right, right, right. Can I keep those shoots? Somebody said, no, if you keep them, it will kill the tree. No,
7: no it won't kill the yeah. tree. It's
12: beautiful. I mean coming up they're green and luscious. And the tree <laughs> is fantastic.
7: It's just now. it's just spri- those are uh, s- uh, sprouts.
6: Yeah, anything okay. anything that can get enough light to support a leaf. Yeah. Will come will put they'll put foliage out there. So.
7: Oh good. So no, okay. if it looks no, good leafless. normally those are cut off. Yeah. Uh, but it's not gonna hurt the tree.
12: Oh it looks beautiful.
7: Well okay, good. Yeah. So there you go.
6: And this, again, is, is, just, Thank you. Li- is just
7: lichen.
4: And it's a, oh, yeah. it's a All right, so we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us beneficial. a call at 210 308 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. and Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevard Road. You know, if you're like me, you've probably seen those beautiful bonsai trees in magazines or books, or maybe at someone's home in San Antonio. They're absolutely gorgeous, and you've probably wondered, how do they do that? What's the history behind that? Could I even do that as a hobby? Well, you know what? July 13th, 1030 to noon, Millburgers has a free adult bonsai class. You'll learn all about bonsai, and you're going to walk away having made your own Bonsai tree. It's really exciting. As I mentioned, the class is absolutely free. All we ask is that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. The class is going to fill up. It fills up every year that we do this. So although it's two weeks off, don't wait. Call 210-497-3760 to reserve your spot at the Adult Bonsai class at Millburgers on July 13th.
1: The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal
13: Thomas. If you need more evidence that the House Democrat leadership, meaning Speaker Nancy Pelosi, are not serious about border security and immigration reform, you need look no further than what happened Wednesday in Washington. After the Senate, by an 84-8 to 8 vote, overwhelmingly passed a bipartisan bill to provide humanitarian aid to the children of illegal immigrants, Pelosi said she will demand changes to limit how long children can be held in some facilities She also said Democrats in the House will insist on more money for communities where the immigrants are being sent and will demand new methods of processing them when they arrive at the border. It's all for the children, she says. No, it isn't. It's all for Democrats and their future voters. Some states are issuing driver's licenses to illegals, which probably means they'll vote in the next election. This is what angers so many about Washington. A problem can be solved, but the left prefers the issue. Voters can change all that next year, if they will, and they'd better. I'm Cal Thomas.
1: For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary.
14: If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210. 3, 7, 3, 6, 000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210 373 6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to bigstatefinancial.com. That's bigstatefinancial.com.
10: Do you know how many dentists I have to choose from in Los Angeles? This is Dennis Prager and the answer is it doesn't matter because my dentist is Dr. Stansell Right here in San Antonio. That's the truth. What do I like about visiting Dr. Shelton? Everything, including talking to him about the issues of the day. I love the guy, and he's a great dentist. So let me recommend, without hesitation, my dentist, Dr. Stan Shelton. You'll find him online at drshelton.com. That's drshelton.com or 210 590
8: 7878.
1: Saw. They serve you coleslaw Chopped up finer than a bale of straw When you crunch and gnaw A bunch of coleslaw Keeps you chewing like a crosscut saw Exercise your jaw By eating coleslaw Best old goodness that you ever saw You can break no law By wanting coleslaw It ain't nothing but some cabbage raw It can't be beat Just a simple southern treat is fine with me are with anything you eat Your chops flip-flop You're enjoying every drop Your teeth go bop you never stop Yes, in Arkansas Man, Welcome back to Milburgers
4: Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM Where days. does this guy find me? I these? don't know where I'll find That's not old Caleb music No <laughs> That's uh, Jesse Stone, coleslaw Okay all right, 210-308-8867,
7: 210-308-8867, Again, for the July 4th uh-huh. right, celebration, coleslaw. Yeah, I got it. Perfect, yeah. That lady was not liking her... Uh, her liking? Uh, liking her. No. Not liking her liking. Uh, you mean the one with the little... Was
4: this lady or just not her? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, it, she was not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Calvin was amused. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, anyway. The it, other woman was talking about replacing a rosemary. Um, you yeah, want to she said that it, it got too big. Oh, huh. And she's having it removed. That's pretty big.
7: Yeah. this rosemary uh, got said it? it's, it's, it's hiding the stains in the back. Back of the flowers in the back. That must be a really big rosemary. Yeah. They get that big? I didn't know that. that. Some of them do. Oh, wow. You can cut them relatively yeah. easily. She's I think got, she's, 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 she's going to dig hers up. I yeah, have removed. Excuse me. It, it sounded like it. Yeah. So uh, I recommended uh, dwarf arelia or dwarf Mexican petunia. On my plant question, on my new Milburger Landscape Nursery Newsletter, For South Central Texas, uh, somebody wrote in about a, uh, had another large growing plant that they needed to. They want to share with their neighbors. said, can I share my large pampas grass plant (laughs) with a neighbor without damaging the plant? Without? (laughs) I don't think, I don't think you can damage the plant. We about a little while back, we were testing, uh, ornamental grasses, and we put some of that, uh, pampas grass like products in, and, uh, I think one of them made the Texas Superstar. But we left them, left them in there about, uh, two or three years. We cut them down every year, and, uh, when we went to take them out, we had to use a front-end loader because uh, the root system was humongous. Yeah, they're very difficult. But anyway, uh, this, this question is answered. Uh, Pampas grass can be propagated by root or clump division. Uh, this is easy, easiest done during the early spring when the top of the plant is being removed because of winter damage. That's good. Simply dig out sections of the main clump on which the roots are attached. It will not damage the mother clump. (laughs) Size of sections can be from one root per section to larger clumps with many roots. The smaller the clump section, the longer the plant will take to enlarge, obviously. Which is a uh, good Good (laughs) characteristic.
6: take a long time.
7: So you can share. Uh, Somebody was trying to grow impatience. Says, uh, my impatience has what appears to be deposits of salt on the stems. Is this natural or what is it called? These grains of sugar or salt or honeydew secreted probably by aphids. I'm thinking that uh, they're looking at uh, gutation, you know the the. Well, what
6: was the plant we had a?
7: Impatience. Oh. I I don't think that's safe.
8: Mm.
7: He said, "Use a general purpose insecticide, ensuring complete and thorough coverage, and you should eliminate your problem." Uh, I believe that occurs. I know I've seen it in the greenhouse. Uh, whether humidities are high, so I don't know whether they're seeing a weather-related uh, secretion of uh, plant juices or not, or, or he's right about the the uh, aphids. Another question we we'll get quite a bit is: uh, My pecan tree is in trouble. It's a six years old. And the bottom of the trunk is splitting. It almost looks like it's growing too fast. There is nothing wrong with your pecan tree. You are right uh, in that the tree is simply growing fast.
6: And new But bark. that is not a problem. It's just bark, huh?
7: Yeah, it's splitting the bark. The older bark is non-living tissue that the tree is sloughing off. So... Uh, the the key is six years old. That yeah. when they get older like that, they uh, there's a split tran- their bark and there's a
6: transition in there. Someplace. Yeah, they go transition from that in there. Uh, red oak. Texas red oak is, is one that's really has a distinction. Goes from that smooth bark to corky bark.
7: Yeah, right. Uh. This uh, getting back to that article on blues. Uh huh. Uh, is a quote by me in here. What? It says, blue is perhaps the rarest color among plants. When did you say that? I don't know. Blue is <laughs> not a common color in plant organs, other than flowers, which suggests that blue, as a flower color, has advantages for attracting pollinators that... W- Warranted in its evolution in flowers. What do you think of that? Man, you were on your game that day. I was on my game that day. Man. (laughs) And then then they have a quote in here that uh, various shades of blue, when in fact, as renowned botanist David Lee, author of Nature's Palette, uh, the p- science of plant color. He wrote the book. Mm-hmm. It said that uh, there is no true blue pigment in plants. Hmm. Now, I, I, I don't I don't know what he means by that. Maybe maybe he talks about it in the plant material itself. Some combination. But but not in the flowers. Otherwise how would you explain blue bonnets? Yeah. Well, while that may be a fact of science that should not stop you from choosing these blue flowering plants for our state. Well, I think he's
6: just saying that there that, that that the blue is caused by some combination of the other pigment pigments. You know, whereas red would have a yeah. just a red pigment. But mm-hmm. I don't know what the combination is that makes blue. You think you, let's see, generally, you get uh, blue and yellow makes green, doesn't
4: it? Right, yeah, and then blue and red makes purple.
6: Yeah, so that's that'd be an interesting thing to pursue. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but who who's to argue with David Lee? I mean, mm. I would not. Uh, and they for blue flowers, they recommend uh mealy cup sage salvia. And uh, Mexican petunia.
6: No flamingo.
7: Yeah, that was the first one mentioned. Oh. Okay. But uh, something you want to? Another good article in my uh, in my article in my in the newsletters this week, which you can get here at Millburgers, here at Millburgers, or
4: online. You can have a mailed to you, or you can get it online anytime. Free. Actually. Yep, millburgernursery.com. Go to millburgernursery.com. You can see this month's, you can see last month's, you can see last years. <laughs> uh, or you can uh, and you can have it emailed to you or mailed to you uh, by going yeah. there. Yep. Uh, and And by the way, if you are not a uh, internet person, you can call the nursery at 210-497-3760. And you can have um, them mail it to you. They'll put you on the list.
7: We never have found out how many subscribers
4: we have. have We'll ask Trace tomorrow. He's he's been busy. I've been watching.
6: Well, we haven't heard since how many? what, a few months ago, and or maybe a couple years ago, uh, Charles
4: was complaining about yeah, (laughs) two (laughs) thousand. It's
7: costing him more money.
4: It was a good complaint, though. (laughs) Happy to have. uh
7: Uh, Then we've got an article on why install a drip irrigation system, which talks all about the advantages of uh, drip irrigation, which is a timely topic. Who who wrote that? It doesn't say. And then why add a water garden? Hmm. And uh, another quote from me. Oh, good. (laughs)
4: About about water gardens? Yeah.
7: Okay. What would you say? Compared with other types of gardens, water gardens require a minimum of attention.
6: And lots of water.
7: Yeah. (laughs) There is very little weeding, certainly no water. And there are fewer insects and diseases which attack the plants. Clear water is usually the primary goal of any water gardener. That's another quote I did, Milton, back in the old days.
4: Okay. I've heard you say that before.
7: Yeah. So, uh, an article in the water gardener. They do have a... They do have a... uh, Yeah. They do have the advantages of having a water garden, and they have pictures and uh members sells the water garden supplies that right here and uh have a little nice little water garden in the back mm-hmm. you know, well, we used to walk by all the time and have they have fish in there, goldfish or koi. I don't know whether they, which they are. And uh, well, they got
6: goldfish and koi that they sell too in the building, in their in their aquarium kind of. Oh, do they? Yeah. And then they've got that operating.
7: No. Yeah, okay. One out there. Uh, and then there's an article on helping young your young trees through the summer. And uh, then we have got a. Uh, they talk about. Uh, how to, uh, he- how to help uh, Texas Lilac Vitex oh. through the summer. Oh. That's not hard to do. Okay. Cause they're pretty tough. Uh, by, in fact, they mentioned that Vitex uh, accepts a wide range of soil conditions provided the soil is not compacted. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Vitex... Uh, died from poor care. Or even compacted soil. Yeah. Now it
6: could I suppose if it was uh, well I was thinking soggy soil but it seems to it's got a root system out there that fares pretty well. No, yeah. Even on the low spot.
7: Fibrous root system. Uh, then uh, I, I wrote the uh, planting for summer color. Okay. I think. <laughs> uh, and so uh, for color, firebush is the favorite hummingbird plant. And lantanas are a great butterfly bush.
4: Now, we've only got about 30 seconds left. you want to hold this till tomorrow? Yeah. All right. So we're going to begin to wrap it up for today. Uh, I want to remind you, we've talked about a lot of different things, a lot of different events. Uh, go to com to learn more about those, nursery.com and you'll learn about the uh, bonsai class or the upcoming GVST event and all that great stuff at com, including the plants that are on sale. Uh, as well, and videos and other stuff. And it's the place to get your newsletter, too. Thanks to Al for doing a great job and uh, making it sound so good and the great music. And thanks to you, as always, for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you tomorrow back here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And, of course, you're listening to The Answer.